Um, today I have the honor and the privilege to um, introduce to you Julia Spence. She is a beautiful woman of God. I am honored to know her. I don't know why I feel emotional all of a sudden. <laughs> I'm glad that we are in a church that believes in women ministry. That every person here has a gift and is allowed to function in it to their full capacity. And that we have women preachers in our midst, and we give them opportunity to preach, and that's a good thing. Amen? <laughs> Who's going to say no, Ev, when I have the mic? Um, but Julia is an amazing person, and I have watched her go through some really tough things, and I have watched her keep her eyes on Jesus. I have watched her run to God to find her strength, and I have watched God shape her and form her. And I was praying over this morning, and I said, there's a lot of gold in you, girl, because God refines us through all kinds of situations in our lives. And if we turn to him, he turns it into gold. And so there's a lot of treasure in this beautiful woman of God. And uh, we're in the middle of a series, in case you didn't know, called Minor Prophets, Major Impact. So we're going to be going through some of the minor prophets this month. And... Um, drawing jewels out of those have you been anybody been reading the minor prophets in preparation two of you good great see it's really impacting your life um yeah i would encourage you to do that start reading through some of the minor prophets in preparation to some of the um teaching that we're going to have this month so julia why don't you come up we want to give her a good hand we love you lady church. Would you stand with me? <laughs> We're going to pray. Father God, we just love you, Lord, and we give you thanks and praise for who you are. We exalt your mighty and matchless name. We say, hallowed be your name. We say, let your kingdom come, O oh God, and let your will be done on earth as you have ordained it in heaven for this day, for this time. Lord, I ask you to bless every heart. That may our hearts our hearts be receptive to what your spirit is saying to the church today so that you can be glorified in and through us. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. You can have your seats. So I want to say a big thank you to pastors Ev and Mike, not only for giving me the opportunity to use the gift that God has deposited in me, but for walking me through the process, this refining process. You know, when we go through challenges in life, we think, we look out, outward, but God has challenged me to begin to look inward and let him have his way in my life. So here I stand. Today, we're going to talk about one of my favorite prophets, and his name is Jonah. And when I was preparing for Jonah, I asked two members of the prayer team to pray for me that I would hear what God wanted to share. And God said, I want you to focus on the heart. So the heart is the lens through which we're going to read about Jonah. And God kept confirming. Everywhere I turned, I heard the heart. This morning, somebody was praying in the prayer room, and they spoke about the heart. So God is after a transformed heart. Amen? All right. Are we going to be willing and obedient today? 
Yes, so Jonah, 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 the history of Jonah. So Jonah is set in the region, sorry, in the reign of Jeroboam II in the 8th century. Absolutely. No, it's okay. (laughs) Good, it gives me some freedom to walk because I'm a walker. I like to walk and talk. So the history of Jonah is set in in the reign of Jeroboam II in the 8th century B.C., What's unique about this book is that it focuses on the prophet. And it was written, according to Wikipedia, it was written between late 5th to early 4th century B.C. So who was Jonah? Where was Jonah from? Sorry, guys, I think I'm skipping ahead. If you can't get the slides, that's okay. We'll, We'll walk through. We're at slide number four, I think. One two, three, four, yeah. So where was Jonah from? He was from Galilee. He was the son of Amittai. What was his purpose? His purpose was God called him to be a prophet. What was his mission? He was to prophesy Nineveh's destruction. Can you imagine God giving you a word to go and tell people that they're wicked and they're sinful and God is going to destroy you? Exactly. But what was his heart condition? And this is the heart of the matter. This is the focus today. What what, What was his heart condition? Basically, he was a racist. And I know that's a very strong word to hear, but that's what was the condition of his heart because because the people in Nineveh were the enemies of the Israelites, anybody that was an enemy, they wanted God to destroy. And at times God did that, but how many know that God is a God of compassion? Because I'm standing here. (laughs) If he wasn't, I would have been gone a long time (laughs) because, you know, we are rebellious just like him. And even hearing this about Jonah and hearing about racism in our country You know, people don't like to face the reality that there are some tough things that happen in Canada with the First Nations people. These are tough things, and we don't like to hear it, but this is a reality. And when we hear these things, we need to go to God and say, Lord, what is my role? People say, uh, I remember um, First Nations lady came to our organization, and she shared. She says, we're going to have a tough talk. We're talking about cultural sensitivity. And there were some awful things that were times when there are hard things in our lives. What do we like to do? We like to sweep it under the carpet. But today, God is challenging us to deal with the hard things in our hearts. Amen? Good. Because we're mature. So what are some of the traits of Jonah? He was sanctified in spots. What does that mean? That means he did what God wanted sometimes, and then he was rebellious at other times. And we are no different than Jonah is. Right? There are some things that God told me. I remember the first time God called me to give a prophetic word. It was in 2000. I had just returned to Barbados. I was at a conference, and the Lord said, go and give this couple a word. I have never met these people. I am relatively new in this church. And I said, no, Lord, I'm too scared. I'm not going to do it. Needless to say, I went home that night, and I couldn't sleep. So I said, okay, Lord, forgive me. If they are at the conference tomorrow, I will give them the word. (laughs) So am I any different than Jonah? No, my my 
This year was fear, not racism, but I was still in rebellion. So the next evening I went to the conference and I saw the couple and I went and I gave them the word of the Lord and they were blown away. So that encouraged me to when God says something, regardless of how you feel about yourself or your, your paradigm, be obedient, right? So he was self-willed. We're all like him. I mean, the, these characteristics, we can all replace Jonah and put our own name and put our own character issues, right? He was prayerful at times. We will see that later. He was selfish at times, and he was only obedient after being chastised. And he was very focused on his reputation. So next slide said, what was his mission? So Jonah 1, 1 to 2, now the word of the Lord came unto Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness is come up before me. So, of course, probably when Jonah heard that, he was quite excited, right? Because he thinks the, these people are gods, are our enemies, and therefore they deserve to die. So what was his response? But jo Because Jonah knew that God was a faithful God and God was a loving God, and God didn't really want these people destroyed. That's why he was sending them, sending him ahead to say, look, this is what God plans to do. So it would give them an opportunity to repent, but he was not having it. So this was his response. Jonah 1, 3. But Jonah rose up to flee unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord and went down to Joppa, and he found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare thereof and went down into it to go with them unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. And how many times we think that by being rebellious, we can hide from God? Nobody can hide from God. It shows how, how silly we are at times. Because even he says, wherever you make your bed, I will be there. If you make it in hell, I'm going to be there. So the reality is we can't run from God. So what was God's response? God said, okay, I'm going to show you who's boss here. <laughs> so in Jonah 1.3, but the Lord sent out a great wind into the sea, and there was a mighty tempest in the sea, so that the ship was like to be broken. So God sent a big flood, so a storm. So sometimes when we're going through storms, you know, we often think the devil, the devil, the devil, the devil, the enemy's after me. But what if, from this example, because when I see stuff in the Bible, I believe it. What if some of the storms in our lives are because we're rebellious to the things that God has asked us to do? What was the mariner's response? Then said they unto him, Tell us, we pray, we pray thee, for whose cause this evil is upon us? What is thine occupation? And whence comest thou? What is thy country? And of what people art thou? So when we are rebellious to God, we not only put ourselves in danger, but we put people in our sphere of influence in danger as well. And this is what happened here in this situation. The storm arose because he was being rebellious. Response, again. But the Lord sent out a great wind into the sea, and there was a mighty tempest in the sea. Oh, we read that already. And Jonah 2, 1, 4, and 10 then Jonah prayed unto the Lord, his 
his God out of the fish's belly. So that should have been the scripture that talks about God sending him into the belly of the fish. God caused a great fish to arise and swallow Jonah. Can you imagine? He is such a faithful God. I mean, here's this man in rebellion. Here is a, 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 a group of people in Nineveh, and God is constantly with a gentle heart, wanting people to come to repentance so they can spend eternity with him. That's the kind of God that we serve, right? So then Jonah prayed unto the Lord, his God, out of the fish's belly. Then I said, I am cast out of thy sight, yet I will look again toward the holy temple. Pardon me. And the Lord spake unto the fish, and it vomited out Jonah un upon the dry land. So God is merciful. So you may be saying, I'm hearing a lot about God's judgment, God bringing people to, to a place where they're hidden or people, God is going to destroy people. But I want you to hear God's heart as we talk about Jonah. His heart was for repentance of the people of Nineveh and his heart was for Jonah to be willing and obedient to do the things that God has called him to do. So we see Jonah operating in submission for a short while. Jonah 3, 1 to, th one to 3. And the word of the Lord came unto Jonah the second time. So God has given him a second chance, just like he gave me a second chance to go to that couple and give them the word that they needed at that time. Arise and go unto Rose and went unto Nineveh according to the word of the Lord. So here's Nineveh's response. And I absolutely love how they responded. I absolutely love that from the king down, even the, the animals, the livestock, they repented. So Jonah 3, 5 to 6. So the people of Nineveh believed God and proclaimed a fast and put on sackcloth from the greatest of them, even to the least of them. For the word came unto the king of Nineveh, and he arose from his throne, and he laid his robe from him, and covered him with sackcloth, and sat in the ashes. Can you imagine? Even the king. Wouldn't we love if the president of the United States, the prime minister of Canada, the, the kings of the nations, when they hear the word of the Lord come, that they would take this posture, even us, when, when the Lord brings a rebuke because he chastens whom he loves, who, who he loves. When he comes, what is our heart condition? Remember, that is what God wants us to hear. What, what, what is the heart condition? What is our heart saying? And Nineveh responds again, but let man and beast be covered with sackcloth and cry mightily unto God. Yea, let them turn, everyone, from their evil way and from the violence that is in their hands. Who can tell if God will turn and repent and turn away from his fierce anger that we perish not? So they had faith in God that once they did. Now here is a man, Jonah, who is a prophet, who is from a nation that... It's called by God, and he is rebelling and running. And here are the people of Nineveh, even the king, and they're posturing themselves. And he's taking off his robe. He's humbling himself as a king, and he said, all of us are going to fast and pray and 
trust that God is going to turn away. So he had faith in God. He had faith in God for an unbeliever. And how many times God tells us to go and speak to people, family members, friends, and we think they don't ever want to hear God. But here, God shows us that he knows the heart of people. God knew the heart of the king. God knew the heart of the king, that the king would be repentant, and he would bring the entire nation under the covering of God. So this is a word for us today. When God sends us to a people, to an individual, he knows what is in their hearts. The heart condition is our focus today. So Jonah's response to Nineveh's repentance in Jonah 4, 1 to 2, but it displeased Jonah exceedingly. And he was very angry. And he prayed unto the Lord and said, I pray thee, O Lord, was not this my saying? When I was yet in the country, in my country, therefore I fled before unto Tarshish. For I knew that thou art a gracious God and merciful and slow to anger and of great kindness and repentest thee of the evil. Did you hear the characteristics of God? He is gracious. He is merciful. He is slow to anger and of great kindness. That is the God that we serve. So when we look around the nation and the nations of the world and we see people sinning, that's what they know. But God is looking for people that will go to the nations and give the message that he is gracious, merciful, slow to anger, and of great kindness. Are you willing? Are you willing to go to the people that God has called you to go to? And at this point, I'm going to share a dream that the Lord gave me. Pastor, as you probably would have seen this dream, I shared it on Facebook, where the Lord sent me, I went to this place, I had no idea where it was, but there was a young man there who was dressed in women's clothing. And the Lord led me to befriend him for the time I was there. And when I was leaving, I gave him some money. And when he realized that it was time for me to go, he ran away from me. And the Lord said to me, in the, in, the Lord said to me concerning the dream, is that this young man was ostracized by his dad because of his lifestyle. And he had never experienced the love of someone called by the name of Christ. So what was God saying to me in that dream? He is gracious, he is merciful, he is slow to anger, and he is great of great kindness. In the dream, he wanted that young man to be accepted regardless of his lifestyle choice and sometimes we tend to stay away from certain people because of our own paradigm just like Jonah where was he from he was from Galilee with the Israelites they didn't like people that were not like them right everybody that was not serving God was their enemy that's how they function and so when we see people's exterior people with tattoos different body piercings we think the worst but God sees the heart and so today God is breaking our mindsets concerning people he is a God of love and because we carry his name 
we need to be people of love. We need to operate. We need not to judge people based on their exterior, but go with God's heart for humanity because he's a God of love and he wants everybody to repent. So I'm going to be like Pastor Mike. You know, Pastor Mike says, you know, I don't like to get into your faces, but today I'm representing Pastor Mike. <laughs> We're touching some touchy areas. So next slide, God's response to Jonah's anger in Jonah 4, 1 to 2. Then God said, then said the Lord, Thus thou, doest thou well to be angry? Like, seriously, who are you? <laughs> Who are you? Why are you so angry? What is your problem, basically, right? And in Jonah 4, 6, And the Lord God prepared a gourd and made it to come up over Jonah, that it might be a shadow over him to deliver him from his grief. So Jonah was exceeding glad of the gourd. What do you think God was doing here? The same way Jonah needed protection, the people of Nineveh need protection, right? The people that we think we don't want to go to, right? When, when the, the European settlers came here, they did not protect the aboriginal people. They were called by the name of Christ, but they didn't function like Christ, right? God wants us that are called by his name to protect, to love. Not that he doesn't want us to be firm with people because sometimes like with, with our kids he chastens whom he loves and with our kids when they're doing nonsense we tell them straight you know he's firm but he says it and does it from a place of love that's God's posture so even though Jonah was rebellious and he ran away from God and he was all angry because the people repented God protected him at that time and in Jonah 9 to 10 and God said to Jonah, doest thou well to be angry for the gourd? And he said, I do well to be angry even unto death. Then said the Lord, thou hast had pity on the gourd for that, for, for, pardon me, for that which thou hast not labored, neither madest it grow, which came up in the night and perished in a night. Okay, maybe next time I will use an easier version. <laughs> Okay, God's heart for Nineveh in Jonah 4, 11. And should not I spare Nineveh? Should I not spare Nineveh? Should I not spare Nineveh? Should I not spare all the people that you think are not deserving of my love and deserving of repentance and deserving of salvation? Should I not spare? And you put the name of the people that God is the Holy Spirit is pointing out to you in your heart right now, right? That husband or wife that betrayed you, that parent that abandoned you, that friend that betrayed you, should I not, okay? And should not, should not I spare Nineveh, that great city wherein are more than six score thousand persons that cannot discern between their right hand and their left hand and also much cattle. God sees the condition of the heart, people. 
He sees the condition of the heart. We see people's actions and people's behaviors, but God sees the heart. He knew that they knew no better, right? Some of us now, we, we have to guard ourselves against self-righteousness because we were not always saved, right? We act sometimes like, well, I never do that. Look at those people. But they're sinning because that's what they know to do. And if none of us are courageous enough to go and spread the gospel, how are they going to know about the right way to live, right? So that's why God sent Jonah. And that's why God sends us to people. Because he wants transformed hearts, right? That's why Christ came, to redeem that which was law, to bring transformation to the heart of humanity. Because the word of God says we are born in sin and shaped in iniquity. I was born in sin. I was shaped in iniquity real good. But Christ came and I accepted him. And I, as I go through the processes of life, I allow him to transform me in the inner woman. That's my will. That's my emotions. And that's my intellect. So that's how I think. That's how it, my emotions respond to situations and circumstances. And when he says, Julia, go and do something, go and do something. One of the areas that I, I shared that with you that I was challenging is operating in the prophetic. I always doubted myself. So now whenever God gives me an unction, I move. So that's how we overcome, by we keep stepping, right? More, the more we step, the more obedient we come, the more courage we get to go and do the things that God wants us to do. Amen? It's just like us as a kid, when you're a little toddler and you're trying to walk, right? Sometimes you fall down, but you get back up. None of us stop walking. So why would we stop going after the things that God tells us to do? Sometimes you're going to miss the mark. I have missed the mark. I have had people angry because of the word I delivered, but this is what God taught me. I give you a word, you're responsible for the delivery, not for the landing. And you go from a place of love. And we are to approach people from a posture of love. Amen? Amen. Thank you, Pastor Ev. So what did we learn? When we rebel against our God-given mandate, we place other people's lives and souls in danger. So we saw... The mariners on that ship, they were just planning to go where they were going. And then here comes this rebellious prophet. And then a storm arose. And they almost lost their lives because of his rebellion. Okay? Now we have a group of people, 6,000 people plus cattle. And the prophet doesn't want to go and tell them because he wants the, God to wipe out the whole city. Can you imagine the heart condition of the prophet. We're not judging him. We're learning from him, right? May God give us a heart of flesh to be willing and obedient to do the things that he's called us to do. Jonah's attitude toward other nations demonstrated bigotry, right? When the, when the settlers came, they were operating in bigotry. When they found the aboriginal people here, they wanted to make them like them. But the thing that God is calling us to do is to make people like Christ, not like us. Amen? Amen. God hates sin. In the dream he gave me, he didn't say anything about that young man's lifestyle. He wanted me to love on him. And because I carry the name of Christ, he wanted him to know that it was coming from a Christ carrier. 
That's what God wants from us. He's not telling us not to be tough, not to deal with issues of sin, but he's telling us to come at people from a place of love because of who he is, right? People know the church beating down people that are different. That's the reality. We, we know how to judge real good. <laughs> but God wants us to be a people of compassion, a people of love, a people that point people to Christ and not try to make us into, not try to make people into us. Right? Amen. God is merciful. So today's challenge for you, for me, for I, for we, as a body, where are you from? Where are you from could be, I was born in Barbados. I moved to Manitoba when I was 12, when I was 12, when I was 17. <laughs> I lived there for 12 years. I went back to Barbados. And all of these different places shape the way I think. And now I'm back in Canada, BC, 12 years this year. So God is working with me with numbers of 12 in Canada. Where are you from? Where am I from? What is our posture? What is your purpose to be a prophet to the nations? There are many nations represented here. What is your purpose? What has God called you to do? What has he called you to say? What is your mission? My mission is to draw people unto Christ. My mission is to help restore families. My mission is to help people discover their divine purpose and walk in it. That's my mission. As I allow God to fine-tune me, he kept showing me the patterns of why he created me. Just like Jonah, he was a prophet to go and deliver God's word. And what is your heart condition? Did I have a stony heart at times? Absolutely. I was self-righteous. I was religious. And I said, Lord, well, I agreed with him. <laughs> and I asked him to break that off of me. I want people to recognize that God is a God of love. Because if I share from a posture of love, it is likely that people will come and ask questions. But if I come with a gavel, you're sinners, why are you wearing that? Why do you have a tattoo? You know, people are not going to want to hear about the love of Christ. So God is calling us today. Stand with me, because we're going to close in prayer. We're going to repent first for being rebellious to the things that God has called us to do. I want you guys to take some time and listen to the Holy Spirit and hear what the Spirit is saying to you individually. What is he calling you to repent regarding? What is he to you to do? What is he requiring of you today? Father, I thank you for every person represented here. I thank you, Lord, for the mandate that you have placed upon their lives the smallest to the greatest from the youngest to the oldest they are prophets to nations prophets to nations in this place today 
There are people assigned to be repairs of the breach, as it says in Isaiah 61. God has called you to speak life into situations and circumstances. There are intercess- mighty intercessors in this place today who may not go to the nations physically, but can affect change as the Holy Spirit gives you the downloads of what he's saying about a particular nation. Lord, challenge our paradigms today. Challenge our paradigms today where we have put people in boxes and where we have put ourselves in boxes. We ask your forgiveness, O oh God. Lord, where we have not loved you with our whole heart and we have not loved our neighbor as ourselves, forgive us, O oh God. In the recesses of our hearts, Lord, come. Where we have allowed people to be abandoned because they didn't look like us, think like us, function like us. Family members, oh God. Oh God, hear from heaven and heal our hearts today. Create in us a clean heart and renew a right spirit within us, oh God. Where we stop speaking to our kids because they didn't make the choices that we wanted them to make, oh God, forgive us. Where we haven't kept the marriage covenant, oh God, forgive us. Where we've operated in rebellion, oh God, forgive us today. Give us a heart of flesh, Lord, as you said to the prophet, give us a heart of flesh so that we can function the way you need us to function today. Lord, I thank you for every purpose represented here today. Lord, just as you gave Jonah a purpose, you have a mandate for every individual in this congregation from the smallest to the greatest, oh God. And today, by the power of your spirit, I speak an unlocking of the scroll of heaven for each person today. In the name of Jesus, let your purpose begin to manifest. Give them dreams. Give them insight. Give them wisdom. Give them revelation as to why you place them in the earth and cause them, Lord God, to walk in the steps that you have ordained for them in the mighty name of Jesus. I thank you that the steps of the righteous are ordered by you, and nothing has happened to anyone in this place by accident, Lord God. But I thank you for healing them of all the traumatic experiences, Lord God, so that they can be liberated to liberate others in this place in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you for the angels assigned to every individual here and every purpose, Lord God. I thank you for the funding. I thank you for the destiny helpers. I thank you, Lord God, for everything that is required for them to carry out your purpose. In the name of Jesus, I thank you for the testimonies that will flow. I thank you for the fresh anointing, Lord God, that will destroy every yoke. I break the spirit of fear this morning by the power of the Holy Spirit. Everything that has had their feet shackled, we break the shackles off this morning in the mighty name of Jesus. And we speak liberty in this house today. In the name of Jesus, we decree and declare that we will not fear, but we will walk in faith to carry out the purposes of God. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you today for your power, Lord God, that is moving in the hearts of your people today, affecting change, oh God. We thank you that we will indeed never be the same again because of the word that you are speaking to us. Even as we go to sleep tonight, let your word, Spirit of God, to each individual echo and re-echo in their hearts and bring confirmation, oh God. 
those that are fearful, we decree and declare that fear is broken. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, let God arise and every enemy be scattered from every individual, every household, every marriage, every purpose, every family. In the name of Jesus, every false identity, let it be broken. Today we unveil the identity of God for each person in this house. In the name of Jesus, no longer will you walk in timidity, but you will walk in courage and boldness. In the name of Jesus, to declare the word of the Lord over your life. In Jesus' name. If there's anybody that wants prayer, can you come to the front, please? Can you come to the front if you want prayer, specific prayer this morning?